Welcome to Talking Baseball, a wild weekend. People getting hit in the face, people getting ejected, wild calls. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us and hanging out with us a little bit as we recap the series that were. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake sitting next to me. I got Trevor in California. And we got producer Bug Bug Dude in the corner. And we are excited to talk to you. Let you know what happened in the NL, what happened in the AL. Some interleague series, we got you. Slump Watch and Fuego, we're doing it all. Jake, how are you doing? James. Trevor, Senor, Bug, Diamondbacks in the chat, Jake Snakes. Wow. We're hot, baby. Baseball's so hot in the streets. A-Rod didn't get too weird on us last night, but still weird enough to party. I'm doing good, man. I mean, wild, wild. And I know, I know we say this a lot, how quickly baseball moves, game every day, yada, yada, yada. Yada 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 yada. Ah, we're like a week removed from the podcast where we were talking about Mad Bum's no hitter, and that feels months ago. And in a way, it was because now it's May, Trev, and there's no more excuses. If you're still slumping, you're finding the bench, babe. It's time to perform, Trevor, and I know that's what you're all about. Performance. I love that you're just dropping D-backs right away. We got him in the chat. You got the jersey. We got the mad bump talk already. So good to be back with you guys. I love the Monday episode more than anything because the weekend goes on. You know, there's some stuff that happens. You go out, you get away from the game for a little bit, but then you come back and boom, we're going to just lock you back in. Every single one, he's about to get locked in on what's happening in MLB. Is it the MLB or MLB? The Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's how it goes now, right? Yeah, no. I think they like actively, people like hate when they say that, whatever. You know who's going to get locked in? A couple special people. Blake Newsom, Michelle Haley, Brandon Wilkerson, Dylan Kahn, Thomas Schroeder, Thomas Botchin, Andrew Bull, Don Draper. Sorry, not Don. Mm. That's... That's not who he is. It's no. Dan Draper. Very close. Jordan Harry, Joseph Kearns, Nick DeMarco, Andrea Ramsey, Jeffrey Leonard, Bryce Bridwell, Jeff Allen, Patrick Collins, Dank Hill, Curtis, Alex DeMauro. There's an artist, a musician with that last name that I like. Don Juan Hondo, Austin Kent, Raymond Sveck, patron. He was in the Q&A. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, Gabriel Enriquez, William Okun, Robert Ott, and Jim Corbett. Those are our most recent patrons. Thank you guys very much for supporting us. We appreciate you very much. I nailed every single one of your names. Don't come at me and tell me I got one wrong. When I didn't, got them all correct. All right, Trevor, you are batting leadoff today. Are you excited? You got I just want to ask a question. Yeah. yeah, because there's Gabriel and there's Gabrielle. Yeah. Is it two L's for Gabrielle? Is that the distinction? I think it's a Daniel Danielle thing. I think it's a two L situation. Yeah, I believe the two it L's be, makes it Gabrielle. It'd be an E L L E at the end for Gabrielle. Yeah. yeah. Gabriel. Gabriel. Recently, Jake and I compared how many Gabes follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Eighteen mm. people. Eighteen Gabes follow Jake on Instagram, and eighteen Gabes follow me. 
we weren't sitting next to each other when we did this, but we are guessing they're the same 18 games. But it'd be so interesting if it wasn't the same 18. Yeah. But I don't know how that happened. Jake just texted me one day and said, guess how many games follow me on Instagram. Yeah, I went. That's the 10 p.m. thing. Yeah, it was late. (laughs) It was was getting late early in the Storielli household. Uh, Yeah, I... uh, because I think I went to high school with one Gabe. I don't think we're we're f- amigos on social media yet. Uh, and then yeah, I don't I don't know Trev. Your boomerisms cover up for my boomerisms. But I recently mm-hmm. found there was like you know on Instagram. I knew you could search your followers, but I didn't know how how it really worked. And so I typed in Gabe, and I was like, whoa, eighteen Gabes. And I was kind of shocked by that. So shout out to all my Gabes. If you're a Gabe listening. Leave a review. Gabe Day. Uh, oh, that doesn't even count Gabe. um, Gabriel. No, that's just Gabe's. Just Gabe's. Those are oh, Gabe's. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, you know, and any Gabe I've ever met, or Gabriel for that matter, been a nice guy. Is it one of those names just like coincides with being a nice guy? Did we have a conversation about this? I'm blanking because, again, it got late early that night <laughs> in my home. But I think we said, like, if you're a Gabe, you have to be a pretty, like, kind of an innocent chap. Oh, yeah, you can't be, like, no Gabe's ever gotten arrested. Okay. And if they did, mm-hmm. it wasn't their fault. Maybe a misdemeanor marijuana There's no career the criminal named Gabe. Okay. I agree uh, with that. I don't want to upset you guys. There's, like, one Gabe I know in my life. Awful. Well, is he not a, a criminal. Is he but, a no, criminal. no, 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 never. But he's just he not pleasant to be around. Okay. Not a friend. There's only uh, there's zero active MLB players named Gabe right now. This was the conversation we had. I said, uh, so I had Jimmy guess how many Gabes follow me. He guessed. I said it was 18. He looked at his. He said, also 18. And he said, so the Gabes are loyal. And Gabe is a loyal name. Yeah. When Gabe's yeah. with you, Gabe's yeah. with you forever. So, again, shout out to my Gabes. Yeah, the last Gabe uh, in 2020, Gabe Spear, played for the Royals. Other than that, MLB right now is Gabeless, and that's something that they should work on. Cover the demographics. Anyway, let's go to the National League. Trevor is going to take it away, fill everyone in on what happened. So, Trev, here we go. What you got? All right, we're going to start out with the Dodgers in Milwaukee. The Brewers take three of four from the Dodgers. Game one goes 2-1 Brewers. Uh, Two-run bomb by Travis Shaw. Game two, three-one Brewers. Six-five Brewers in game three with the walk-off bomb or walk-off from Travis Shaw. Again, he had a great series. Three close games and a route by the Dodgers. Sixteen to four in game four. We'll go into more of that later. Hmm. St. Louis and Pittsburgh Cardinals sweep the Pirates because, of course, it's the Pirates. They've been playing good, but I think that or that. Uh, Carriage is about to turn back into a pumpkin, if you know what I mean. 7-3, Carlos Martinez spins one in game three. O'Neal, Arenado, and Edmund go nuts in the series. Miami visiting the Nationals. The Nationals sweep the Marlins. 2-1 Nats, 7-2 Nats, 3-1 Nats. That last game, Max Scherzer, complete game, 9Ks, then goes straight to the hospital and sits there and watches his wife give birth to their third child. Schwarber with the walk-off homer in game one. It was a 94-mile-an-hour heater down the dick, 454 feet. Awesome. Go watch that highlight. Cubs in Cincinnati. Reds take two of three. A lot of crazy stuff went on in this series. 
8-6 Reds, 3-2 Cubs. The last game was 13-12 Reds. There was a ton of home runs in game three, 10 of them to be exact, and it ends on a bloop kind of single. Castellanos versus Kimbrell. Uh, Ian Happ, friend of the pod, has a collision in game three, has to leave the game. We'll check in on that. But Reds take two or three from the Cubs. Now the all-Jake Bowl. Colorado visiting Arizona. Jake's Snakes versus Jake's Rocks. They split a four-game set. you got to be happy with that. Both sides won for you, Jake. I think you're more of a Snake fan now, so we'll keep that going. 5-3 Arizona in game one. 7-2 Arizona in... Wait a minute. Yeah. Did they split this series or not? Snakes up, Trev. We don't lose. 3-1? We don't lose, baby. Oh, and I the messed research up. was wrong. I messed they you didn't up. Sorry, split a four-game set. The Snakes took it three to one, five-three game one, seven-two game two, fourteen to six Colorado game three, and then last night eight to four Arizona takes it. The series is all about old guys hitting go-ahead triples. Boat and Escobar both did that. Ooh. Story has to exit the game Sunday. We'll see how that goes for him. Then we'll head down to San Diego. San Francisco Giants take on the Padres. Padres take two or three from the Giants. 3-2 San Diego in game one. 6-2 San Diego in game two. And then 7-1 seven, seven San Francisco Giants in game three. Guess who homers in game three, guys? Your guy, Mike Talkman, going deep. Darvish had a really good start in game one. 6.1 innings. 12 Ks. And then in the last series, and probably the biggest one, and the one we'll talk about most, the Mets... In Philadelphia, Phillies take two or three, two to one. Philly or Mets take two or three. This research is all wrong. Mets take two or three from the Phillies. Two to one game one for the Phillies, five to four, eight to seven. Mets take the last two games. I don't want to go into any of this because we're going to talk about it in full. That is what happened in the National League. Who did my research for this? Hey, my bad, Trev. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sabotage. Okay. I was rushing, and I uh, just straight up got things a lot wrong. You know why? Because I – it's not interesting why I messed up. I know why I messed up. Because I did the games, and then I just kind of threw the thing on top lazily. Like, yeah, Phillies won too, but my bad. (laughs) I sabotaged you a little bit there. (laughs) Got got. It's all good. I got it. I got it. Hottest team in all of baseball in their last 10? Jack Flaherty. Cardinals. Jack Flaherty, those cards. They're eight and two as they swept the Pirates. They're eight and two in their last ten. Only team in MLB to win eight out of their last ten. Uh, so go cards, go. That bumps them up to second place in the division behind the Brewers, who take care of business uh, against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were scuffling there. Mm. Dodgers, man, I think they're three and ten in their last thirteen. The Brewers, they want to. Absolute spit show of a game Saturday night. Pure chaos, extra innings. Every Teams are running out of pitchers that I think the Brewers were more than happy once they got that win to sacrifice the Sunday game. But, yeah, good to see the Cardinals kicking a gear. We, uh, Man, there's just been so much slog, and I think uh, David Cohn said it on one of the broadcasts. He was like, there's very few teams right now in baseball that are just connected. Like, It's either a team gets their pitching going and they're not hitting, or their hitting gets going they're not pitching. There's very few teams that have the full engine going. So it'd be cool to see if the Cardinals kick into gear, and I don't know, I, any separation we can get early this year I, might become important because, man, <laughs> it's not happening in the NL East. I think all year those teams might stay locked up because it's a mess. 
Nats. Nationals sweep the Marlins. It's good for the Nats. What did that do? What did that do for the standing? Still, no one's above five hundred. I was reading more on it, and uh, I, I touched on this last episode to see if like they are beating each other up. And I I read I forget where some people and they were like, yeah, no, they actually are kind of beating each other up. Like the Phillies have played fifty percent of their games or over fifty percent of the games in division, so they haven't really been able to dance around that much. So we'll see we'll see if it evens out eventually. But yeah, no one's above five hundred. I don't think it means the East is bad. Which no, I'm, it doesn't. But everyone's saying that. It's like the meme right now on internet is like making fun of the East because they were supposed to be good, but everyone's like, but no one's over 500. I'm like, but I don't think that means they're, I think they're just playing each other. They're all good. I think it's what we it's said. It's also just one, it's one month, dude. I think there's some really good teams in that division. I hope it stays this way. I hope they're all 500 towards the end of the year and we get an excellent race in September. It kind of seems like that's what's going to happen. And that's, as a baseball fan, how could you not want that? I think so, man. And how much of a forgotten team are these Nationals? I mean, with the bizarre year last year, I mean, you're 2019 world champions of baseball, and then last year's a mess. They've got COVID stuff. Soto shows out, and everyone's like, he's kind of having MVP-type season, but this team's not winning, and they were behind in games. Now, hey, you know, it, it still shows how early it is that they get a nice little sweep in there, and I think they've won four straight. They're up to 500, tied for first in that division. But when that team clicks, it's beautiful. I think the problem is their bad is pretty bad. <laughs> their, their days, they look bad. It's no pitching. You look around, there's some old guys, and it's kind of like, what is this? But when it's right and they got their good dudes on the bump and Soto's doing it, love me some Trey Turner. I hope the Nats stay part of the season because, well, A, mostly Soto, if I'm being honest. Oh, Scherzer, too? Yeah. He's having a great start to the year. I mean, think about, like, the thought process for him. He's like, my wife is very much pregnant, can go into labor in, at any second, goes out there, throws the CG, runs to the hospital. Just, like, kind of a, an incredible day. Deuces. Can I tell you guys a little versus, something? Yes. Maybe. Unless you wanted to. I'll allow it. Um, Sunday Night Baseball, the schedule picker, yeah. has been crushing it. Yes. Sunday Night Baseball's done one, two, three, four, five games so far this season. Only one of them hasn't been tied in the last inning. Isn't that wild? Love that. They had the Otani pitching and hitting for the first Sunday night baseball when there was that crazy wild yeah. pitch, all the crazy action, and then um, Jared Walsh hit the walk-off through on home run. Then they had uh, Philly at Atlanta tied 6-6 going into the ninth inning. Then they had Atlanta Cubs. That was a blowout. Then they had the Padres' big comeback tied right. with that went comeback, into extras. Yeah. And then last night they have the Mets-Phillies, which is just a wild game, and the Reese home run. So... Sunday Night Baseball has been getting a lot of winners right now. And A-Rod's past the point of, like, Jake tweeted out that he was excited for Sunday Night Baseball um, for A-Rod. And, like, he's gotten to the point where, like, I, I was let down that he wasn't weird weird last night. He did say a couple weird stuff, but it wasn't, like, bizarre, bizarre. Mookie bets. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, suggested we have an A-Rodism a- a- segment. Yeah, well, I can, like, you know... I, I'm not going to do that because then it means that every Sunday night I have to like listen We're to the beast A-Rod. A rod too and much at that point. Yeah, you're right. I think you're my right, Sunday right, night yeah. baseballs. But I, I can give you my favorite I, that I tweeted out because some people listen and don't follow on 
The winners last night were what? Pilar and then the Mets approach speech. Uh, Didi came up and he said he was a contact guy and then Didi hit a bomb and then Pilar came up and he said he was a contact guy and he hit a bomb and he's not like wrong in there, right. but still it's just hilarious. But this was my favorite. Um, after the Pilar home run, he was clearly reading like the notes that the producer gave him about Pilar and then went off script. And this is what it came out as. Nicknamed Superman for all his diving catches. His father was a race car driver and a nice pickup for the Mets and a contact guy, a gritty guy, a winning player for the New York Mets. A nice pickup for the Mets, a contact guy, a gritty guy, a winning player for the New York Mets. Baseball. It's all of it. So he's Hey, doing guess something. what? I do I do know Pilar's dad. Nice guy. How about that? He's a race car driver. I didn't know that. He runs a uh, flooring company now. So if you need any flooring uh, done out in L.A., he did my house. How about that? So, like, was he really yeah. a race car driver? That's full circle. Maybe. Back in the day. And, you know, pull up to a green red light, rev the engine a little bit. Give him a little vroom vroom. That's so <laughs> funny. That was a 18-year-old kid. Girl I, girl I know is dating. She's, like, 26. She was dating this 18-year-old kid. Just a high schooler. Came to, like, a graduation party. She's trying to make polite conversation with the Trev. He goes, yeah, I'm really into cars. I'm really into racing. And I didn't know he was 18. I didn't know he was, like, really young. Slash didn't know he was dumb. And uh, so I was trying to have a serious conversation. And he goes, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, is there a racetrack around here that you go to? Because, like, I had a boss who was in the racing, and he went to tracks with, like, soapbox or whatever. He goes, oh, no, man. And, you know, you just had a red light next to a car. You give him a little vroom vroom off the line. And I was like, oh, no, you're just an idiot. Yeah, you're a child. You're not yeah. into racing. So that's that's that it's a different kind of racing. Give him a little vroom vroom. Yeah. When did I hear that? You, I've heard that story Probably, before. Yeah, it's just so funny. It's a good one. It's, it's a good one. We drop it, a drop it times. probably once a year. If anyone doesn't know, there you go. Guys, speaking of a little vroom vroom, the NL West, baby. We've got teams that are winning. We've got teams with positive run differentials. The top four teams in the NL East have negative run differentials. The Marlins at 11 and 16 are the only ones with a positive run differential. That's probably why they're getting laughed at a little bit. In the NL West, Giants, Dodgers, Padres, and my Diamondbacks, all positive run differentials. Diamondbacks are still playing good baseball, 15 and 13. Padres are 16 and 13. Giants jump the Dodgers, 17 and 11. They are tied with the Brewers for the best record in the NL right now. And West Coast, best coast. I mean, that's what I'm always saying. Always saying that. And, you know, the Diamondbacks are playing really well. Uh, Tori Lovello is kind of making things fun there. And they're redoing the dancing yeah. uh, post game. I've been waiting. For TikTok, Jake to, to might join be coming. Fun. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your okay. eyes peeled, Trev. I, I figure there's something in the works. Tori Lovello, my skipper, his 300th win last night. Very excited. Yes, for that. yes. Very excited. Three for that. and claps for Tori, a friend of mine. Also, 300 wins. Joey Vado. We didn't mention that. 300th homer. I'll clap That's for big. that. Wearing the you know 300 homers. You, Love that. You. Th you think about 300 homers, you're like, okay, like there's been a lot of people that have hit 500 and 600 and whatever. 300 homers. I mean, you get, break it down, not a math pod, but that's 10 straight seasons of 30. Okay. It's a lot of homers. Like, yeah. When you start thinking about those like 600 homer guys, you're like, that is 20 straight seasons of 30. Yeah, that's pretty okay. nuts. Or 10, you know, like 
those numbers are nuts to me. Well, Reese Hoskins thought he had his 100th homer of his career. Mm. He did not. He missed it by a millimeter in, like, the most dramatic ending ever, which was just amazing. Uh, I love it. It was. The whirlwind of emotions that Reese goes through. I love that he was – a mother F in the empire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his. I think he, he said afterwards, like, you know, I trust them to get it right. I think he was upset because I, I did the breakdown of I showed it. He stopped at second base and asked the ump, like, what is it? Because the Mets kept playing the ball like it was a double or it was, it was off the wall. So he stopped at second, and that ump told him, no, it's a home run. So I think he was like, you just really tricked me, dude. I, tr- well, I trust that's what you. They, they should – do that. Lean towards a home run and put a guy back on second base. Because if it was like inconclusive, then Reese gets a homer. And if they had put him at second base and it's inconclusive, then he gets a no, double. I, so he should be happy they said that. I'm I'm happy with how the whole thing yeah. played out. I was incredibly entertaining. And and a, a lot of Phillies fans were... At first, I thought they were watching a different replay. I like legit thought they had a different broadcast that wasn't showing the angle. Because like once you see the replay, it's as clear as day yeah. that it hits that bar. And the ground rules are that that bar is part of the wall. So, um, but it was cool. I thought it was cool when I went and did the breakdown to see that he did stop at second and the ball Mm. was in Conforto's hand before he even reached second. So, like, if it played out naturally and they didn't say home run, it would have been on second, both runs scored. So, like, nothing got fucked. Like, it was handled properly by everyone. It was handled properly, I I think – the thing that's unfortunate for me, and, you know, everyone is tweeting about it. Uh, I think Kelsey Wingard, I forget how she phrased it, farm to fame ad. But, you know, that had every part of being a home run without being a home run. So, yes, by the rules, it was called accurately. But the thing that was getting back to me, and, you know, we've seen stadiums and they've got the yellow lines and all of that. That part of the structure isn't supposed to be part of the field, And the fence, like, that is a railing so people don't go past it. It's railing, net railing. So, like, for me, yes, everything was called accurate and was right, but why the hell is that in the field of play? Because that should be a home run. That's out of the ballpark, man. That railing isn't part of a baseball stadium fence. That's to keep people from jumping over. Yeah, but it's not like it's, like, behind it. It is just, like, an extension of it. But that's not fence, man. That's a railing. Yeah, put a ye- put a yellow line but on But, I mean, that it's part board. of the wall. It's just, the, it's just see-through. It's, Isn't that left field? But that's what the same thing it is around the whole thing. It's just the wall just goes higher. They just made it see-through so the fans can see through it. Right field's a little different. Yeah, I... I no, no that's, that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, the... Yeah, but some people on the comments were complaining about, like, wait, wait, wait. Quirky walls, like someone responded, like that's a dumb wall, and I'm like, that should be part of every MLB tour where the tour guy says, "Yeah, and there's a our wall. dumb, there's our dumb wall, there's our dumb wall." Like, every stadium has a dumb wall. The Trop has that three foot one in left field that won them the playoff spot at one point. Uh, ever that's what baseball is. It's unique park rules, and every park has its own rule. The Phillies made the rule, so they can't complain. It's their home field, and that that's the rule. So I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone's complaining now. I think it's more just in the heat of the moment. Like they thought they just tied the game up and then they didn't. Tie oh, it. yeah. Reese, I, mean, I don't blame Reese for screaming and yelling. Like he's, that's pretty up. And he had blown the game earlier or kind of whatever. So, but yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just incredible that you, like he hit the ball as far as you could hit the ball without it being a home run. It's insane. 
A couple more notes in on Reese. Um, you're going to have to wait one more homer to join the very exclusive mm. 100 home run club. Will you so send, him, you will you send him you a text that. and say welcome? Yeah, you will? Okay. Of course. Triple, welcome to the triple digit club. Nobody's ever gotten more than triple digit home runs, so it's the most exclusive home run club. Uh, then second, that's a nice baseball reference page, old Reese. It's a little shocking, some of his numbers. I didn't know they were that good. Career 361 OBP, 497 slugging, 858 OPS, 125 OPS plus. The guy's a banger. He's mm-hmm. like a banger banger. He's the modern player, man. Power and on base. All right. That's good. Uh, good job by the Mets. They took two out of three. We talked a lot about the Phillies, but the Mets looked pretty good there. And uh, oh, also the call on Kutch. Just another. <laughs> Mind-blowingly bad call in MLB. It's weird. That was a game. Uh, the game was too fast. I'm I, I'm hope no. The, the, that was umpires are some umpires are forgetting that they're allowed to not say anything. Like the same the obstruction in Milwaukee. Uh, you're allowed to say you, that didn't happen. I don't understand. Like you're doing too much. You don't. It's really bad, and I'm hoping that we get 10 more of these so they change the replay to, like, let's just replay everything. I don't get it. Like, no, it's a judgment call, so you can't review it. Yes, you can. Review it and make a new judgment. Right. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah, that was a horrible call. A horrible call. Like, all the, all the rules of how they implemented replay from the jump were because they were dipping their toe. We don't want to overrule the umpires too much, but we'll use it when we can. And now it's the point where, like, hey, use it as much as you can and just get the call right. Get the call right. That's the intention. Yeah. Bad. All right, let's move on to the AL, which is brought to you by Magic Spoon Cereal. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball and grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use promo code BASEBALL Mm. at checkout to save $5 off your order. They got birthday cake flavor now, limited edition. Man, it's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. They got a bunch of flavors, and birthday cake is limited edition. I got to go buy that because I want to try it because I like Magic Spoon because I don't feel terrible when I eat it because I love cereal. I had it for breakfast cereal. You did? Yeah. I had it for um, late-night snack on Saturday. Mm. Very good. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball, grab a new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today, and be sure to use our promo code baseball at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. They guarantee 100% happiness. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's pretty cool. Mm. Jake, what happened in the American League? Boys, how about some American League baseball? Let's start with the Yankees. Trevor Plouffe's Yankees played the Detroit Tigers, and they suck. This Tigers team is bad. Detroit fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got to watch this product right now, but Yankees needed it. They sweep the Tigers. Garrett Cole drops dick in game one. Yankees hit a bunch of homers. And then uh, the end cap to this series, Corey Kluber, eight innings, 10 Ks. Okay, Klubot, I smell you. Jameson Tyone gets his first win two years apart from the day. How about it? He was emotional. 
Let's go, Yanks. The Red Sox, oh my god. They dropped three of four to Gibby's Texas Rangers. Gibby shoved in game one, that's obvious. Trevino had the big home run. The game that the Sox won was Nasty Nate Evaldi, but Kiner Falefa with the big series. Adovino blows game four that could have been the split. He's our friend, so we're kind of sorry, but we're kind of not because we're Yankees fans. Houston plays Tampa. Oh, little ALCS rematch. Houston wins two out of three. McCullers and Urquidy. They each go seven shutout in the first two games. That's a bad feeling. Tampa salvages the last game. Friend of the pod, Austin Meadows with a big three-run homer in that one. Cleveland versus the White Sox. The Indians take two out of three. Bieber, game one, strikes out 11, sets some strikeout record. He basically does that every start now. The game the White Sox won, TA7. Grand Salami, like that a little bit. And then Plesak Giolito, that's a fun one. But Cleveland shuts him out. They win 5-0. Jim, Lance Lynn came back in game two. We like that a lot. Royals versus the Twinkies. Literally Trevor Plouffe's twins. He's heading there soon, getting the swing ready. And so did the Twins. They win two out of three. The Bats get going. Kirilov finally got those extra reps at the alt site. He needed those to get his swing right. The game Kansas City won. Danny Duffy, because it's just his year, man. Holy smokes. Nine runs. That's how many you needed to win a baseball game in this series. O's at the A's, battle of the vowels. And how about those Orioles? They win the first two games in Jokeland. Means out dual fires. The Orioles' first win in Oakland since 2017, BBD. What grade were you in in 2017? I was in college. Okay. Depends what part of 2017. All right, we'll check Sophomore in with junior year. We'll check in with you later. Matt Harvey wins his third straight start. How about that, Jim? Your guy. And then Loriano with a Superman performance in the third game. Saves the series for Oakland. Game-saving catch and a homer. Final series out west. Angels, Mariners. Mariners take two out of three. Justice Sheffield with the big performance in game three. L.A., they hit a bunch of homers in the game they won. Walsh with two of them. Seattle, they just kind of keep winning. And that's the AL recap. You're so much better at this than me. Sexy. Great job. Like one, like one of the only things that you know you do better than me. <laughs> it's wow, kind of true, Trevor. <laughs> Hottest American League team in the last ten games. It's a three-way tie. It's not the Tigers. Astros, Blue Jays, Yankees. Mm. White Sox. White Sox. Royals. Royals. There's a lot of teams. Okay. How about that? What is it? Seven and three. Seven and three. Yeah. The Royals are still leading their division. Red Sox are still leading their division, but it gets a little closer because they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 now. And they lost 3-4 to Rangers, which can't do that. Can't do that. That's what I've been telling the Red Sox. You got you to gotta squeeze this run. They're winless in May. I'm worried. Oh, wow. I'm worried for the Red Sox. Uh, the A's continue to do their thing. Are you going to pay Bob Lorenz trademark? No. No. For stealing his no, Battle no, no. of the Vowels? I forgot it, and then BBD reminded me this morning on Wake and Jake, but Battle of the Vowels, Azos, is really good. Shout out to Big Chess Bob Lorenz. Could you could you add uh, the J's and say in a consonant? Like, and just say, forget about the A-Y-S? No, because the like J's, J's is J-A-Y. It's the full, yeah. it's a word. I know that, but. He had that one. Um, Phonetically, it's, it's just a consonant. We'll work on some other consonant vowel stuff. It's done for the year, so. 
Mm, Azen okay. O's won't play again. Yeah. Save it for next year. Well, playoffs, they'll they'll face Ooh. off. It's a bummer. How about the West? Every team's doing good besides the Rangers, but they won three to four. Gibby shoved. I like that. So what did the Twins do? Remind me. Twins won their series. Good for uh, them. Against for the them. Royals. Two, Ooh, two needed that. Three. They put up the bat, started going. I think Trev's Kirilov, we might hear about him in a little bit. A couple other, mm-hmm. the big boys got it going. And then, yeah, the game the Royals won. I mean, Duffman just can't stop this year. That Central's very interesting to me. The AL Central. Because I thought it was going to be... We'll see. When does it get separated? I thought it was going to be a two-team race, and right now it's a four-team race. Besides the Tigers. The Tigers are uh, off to a historically bad start. Oh. What was the Tigers team? That was the worst Tigers team ever? 19-something, 1980-something Tigers? Also the 2019 the, Tigers? Yeah, 2021 Tigers. Um, and they were like on par for that. It's a little shocked. I, I'm over here trying to figure out Seattle. Okay. And what what are they doing to win these games? I mean, three games over 500, 16 and 13. Their bullpen. Their Not exactly. Good. Their bullpen. It's just, I was saying it's just the bullpen. So, like, just the bullpen. So, our stat guy, Max, uh, couldn't do the, the stats this week. That's why I sabotaged um, that's Trev why by accident. Sabotaged Trev. So, we're hoping he'll be back. He had some stuff going on overseas. Pretty crazy. Um but so I was looking at the Mariners Angels series and I was like, what? So game one of that series, 7 4, Mariners win. So I'm like, okay, what happened? What are the highlights? Their starting pitcher, Flexen, went four innings, three earned runs. Steckenrider, Sadler, Misowitz, four inning shutty. Mm. Um, and you, you do that, you push enough runs across, and that's what they're doing. Little Tom Murphy getting it done. Dylan Moore. That sounds like an. That sounds like an Eastern European law firm. Ooh. We got Woodruff and Burns, and they got whatever you just said. <laughs> Steckenrider, Sadler, and Miss Wint. <laughs> yeah. 2003 Tigers. Right. 03 Tigers. They were, two, the 03 Tigers were 3 and 21 in April. Ooh, name a player on the 03 Tigers. 3 and 21. 03. I'm not good. Jake, with name years. a player on the 03. Well, I'll, just I'll break it on the. Brandon Inge. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Let's go. I was going to say Brandon Inge. I like Dang this. It. I like this Inge guy. I just love how his. Uh, Maglio Ordonius? If you do his initials and last name, it's Binge. No. Dimitri Young. Ooh. Carlos, Ooh, Carlos Pena. What? Uh, Bobby Higginson. Bobby Higginson. Brandon Inge must have been a rookie. Ramon Santiago. Bobby Higginson could play. 2003. Um, Placido Polanco? Lake Placid. Uh, I don't think he was there. No. Hinch. Hinch was on there. Oh, wow. So Hinch might be part of the two worst Tigers teams ever. Ooh, there's a good storyline for you. Yeah. Uh, the rotation was Mike Moroth, Nate Cunejo, Jeremy Bonderman, uh, Gary Knotts, and Adam Bernero. Rookie of the year, Jeremy my, Bonderman? One of my biggest fears is like people talking about the twins in no. the 2010s and then being like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, they don't remember me at all. So, luckily, you know, I'm still keeping my name relevant doing this stuff because. I had a, that's for sure what okay. would happen. This is a tangent. I'll ask it real. 
yeah, this is a tangent, and I'll ask it real quick, Trev. Um, where's Brian Wilson, the Giants reliever? Katie, Bay Area gal, my wife, asked me that. If anyone seemed prime, where is he? If anyone seemed primed to have a job in media, like you're saying, you're keeping your name out there. It seemed like Brian Wilson, and I, he's not around. It's one way or the other in my head. Like he would still be in the forefront, or we're gonna hear Brian Wilson's been living in Montana for four years and he breeds and eats his own buffalo. You know when you know when like you're weird and a regular person, you're just weird. Yeah. But if you're weird and you're rich, you're eccentric. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's just like eccentric. So who knows what he's doing? He's doing something strange, probably somewhere, but. It's okay because he has a lot of money, so people are going to call him eccentric. Okay, it's weird if he's doing that's the living my, that's in my the woods take. thing because like Lincecum's already doing that from his team. Yeah, can't have two woods guys. Ooh, it was yeah. poof, I guess. And poof, it was, he it wasn't was even. Gary, <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> that's right. It was it was one of those? A one ball, two strike count. <laughs> Tillman's delivery to him, and ploof, you're out. <laughs> it's ploof, funny. It's was funny, gone. but it's also so Isn't fucking ploof disrespectful. Ploof a word that should have been a Mary Poppins. Man, how much he laughs after he says, yeah. ploof, you're out. Like, it's a cackle. That's tough. Like, he had to, like, oh, get it back together. Jake and I, when it came up the other day when you tweeted out, and then it came up, Jake and I were laughing. I understood your anger. It's, it's, yeah. He's it's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is I should, I should make a video and say, and ploof, Gary's not the Orioles Ooh. broadcaster anymore. I think he's pretty happy to not be that broadcaster yeah. anymore. He had to watch a lot of bad baseball. Well, I, don't know. I think it was pretty sudden and maybe unexpected. That's the, that's the gist that I got from it. So mm-hmm. maybe I just need to retaliate a little bit and just go at the throat with Gary. Gary Thorne's the best. I know everyone says that. What am I supposed to? You do? ever hear his Yankees home run? <laughs> right. You ever hear his Yankees home run calls? Uh, it's not a good time to play him, but yeah, there's like a one that's so fucking amazing from the 1995 postseason. See on socials, we'll we'll link something up. All right, uh, Red Sox still in first, Royals still in first, A still in first. Anything else from the AL? I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, let me tell you about the interleague series. You ready? Yes. Hell yeah. All right, we only had one interleague series this weekend. The Braves went down to the needed and got swept by the Blue Jays. They beat them big in game one and then close in game two and then decent in game three. Springer gets his first hit as a Blue Jay and pops his first and second home run as a Jay in game two. All 12 Blue Jays that walked up to the plate found their way onto the base at bases at least once. All three Braves starting pitchers gave up four or more earned runs, and Austin Riley stays hot for the Bravos, and that's basically all you got. Braves lost all three, mm. dropping them to a record of 12 and 16. I mean, that's my World Series team right there, mm. my World Series winning team. Blue Jays, second place in the AL East, 14 and 12. Springer, Pops his first two home runs, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the Blue Jays, they're just pitching isn't sustainable. Like, they went, they threw no pitcher, 
threw more than four innings for him, I don't think. I think Robbie Ray went four-something. Stripling went four-something. Game two, they went Tommy Mill won as a bolt guy, but mm. bullpen game. Mm. Um, so they need something to come around because they can hit. And the bullpen's been great. We knew that. Like, bullpen's pitched the whole season in April, it feels like. I kind of like when we knew – all of that going into the season, the Blue Jays were going to be able to hit. Their starting pitching probably wasn't going to be sustainable, and then that's exactly what's happening. They're hitting the ball. Their pitching's probably not sustainable. Mill one, shout out, came in and you know held them together for a little bit, but now he's on the IL. So best wishes over there to Tommy Mill one because he's a big friend of the pod. They're uh, seven and two in their last nine. Uh, Springer's back, and yeah, the the only thing I'd combat that with Jim is that. We still need to see how hitting evolves this season. Everyone's like, you know, we're going to regress to the mean. If this Jays lineup can hit like this Jays lineup can hit and the rest of the league is still kind of all over the place, I mean, this lineup on any given day can ruin you, Um, especially with Springer back now, Vladdy having the season he's having. I mean, we saw Bichette having the up-and-down series. Gritchick, who's like a bonus piece for them, he got off to a really good start. So if this team can hit and ruin your pitching staff on a day-to-day basis, I mean, look at the Red Sox and how hot their start was. It was because they were hitting and they were getting good bullpen performance. So yeah. the sustainability is a question, but... Yeah, it's... You know the Yankees, we're, we watch the Yankees and we've been worried about the pitching and how little they... How little innings the starters get for a while. The Yankees have had... Eight pitchers throw 15 or more innings this season. The Blue Jays have only had three pitchers throw more than 14 innings. They're using so many arms. No one's eating innings. They don't have a pitcher that's thrown 30. Um, and they just they just DFA'd uh, Roark, which I feel bad about now, but, you know, made sense because he was bad. I got a little uh, Blue Jays stat for you guys. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, like, you know, Dunedin, not a big league park. Everybody knows that. It's a spring training facility. They've done as best the job they can do with it, but it's not a big league park. A lot of things are different when you go into a spring training site than, you know, when you go into a real stadium with three decks. Things are just different for you. And I think what I'm looking at now, I thought this was going to be the case. It The um, information um, matches up with what I thought. Seven and four at home, seven and eight on the road. They've scored 71 runs in those 11 games at home and only 49 uh, on the road. So I think that they're very comfortable hitting there, and I don't think people who are coming in to play in Dunedin are comfortable playing there. It's just different. I don't know what it is, but that could be some sort of a home field advantage for them. If they can you know, go off on at home and, like we always talk about, maybe play 500 ball on the road or a little bit below 500 ball on the road, they could be hanging in there. How do you think the adjustment is going to work when they go to Buffalo and they're not playing in Dunedin anymore? Warriors. We lost your mic. Lost Trevor's mic. Silent. I think he said, I don't know. That'd be a good fake storyline, though. Be a good fake storyline if they... Uh, what if I told you the team with the best home field advantage they, was leaving their home? They go to Buffalo, and then they, like, go one in five, and they're like, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to Dunny. Still don't have you. I don't know what's going on. Do you try and leave and come back, or... Do a little reset. Do you have them? Does the chat have them? 
Reset the offense. No one's got him. ISO. Ploof in the post. What was that? Interleague. Yeah. Braves, man. We've got a lot of Braves connections at this point, and it's kind of bad time season. 12 and 16. Austin Riley's hitting now. Did you see his? This is rude. Did you see his error the other day? I did not. He uh, just fielded it cleanly, threw it, and it was <laughs> like it was just really high. So Freddie didn't even offer at it, oh, no. <laughs> which is kind of it's a mean feeling. Oh, we might have you there, Trev. Heard a laugh. Check. check. Yeah. Yep, gotcha. Bang. I want to watch that now. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty if, funny. I saw it. It's a little rude. Did that when, ever happen to you, when Trev? When do they go to Buffalo? When do these? When did the Jays go to Buffalo? I thought it was in June, but I I really don't know. Interesting. What about last year? Were they home field advantage in Buffalo? Like where they had a really good record? I guess I can look that up right now. Look it up right now. Look it up right now. Look it up right now. Oh God, I'll produce this freaking show. Do it. Do it. Do it, right do it. You know, as you look that I mean, up. yes. Yes. 17 and 9 at home. What was their road 15 record? 15 and 19 on the road. Those home Jays. Another... Not a big league stadium. Teams don't feel comfortable. Pitchers probably feel weird there. This is something we need to look into for the rest of the year. Okay. So you, big are you proposing they never go to Toronto and they just become the minor league team? Maybe. Maybe it works out that way. They just, they're like the snowbirds. They stay down in Florida until it gets warm, then they go back up to Buffalo God, in the I'd, summertime. I'd love to be that first game back in Toronto. Whew. It's going to be wild. Canucks are going to be rowdy. That'd be fun. Not talking Telez either. Oh! <laughs> he killed himself on air. Ooh, he's not there anymore. Yeah, no. Rowdy? He's resetting the offense. He's getting some swings in. Figuring it out? Yeah. I like that. All right, let's go to the uh, awards, the standouts, the on fire, some personal talk, individual player mm. performance brought to you by DraftKings. Because if you like one-day fantasy sports, you like fantasy sports, or you like betting, here's some information on who's hot, who's not, and all of that. Go to DraftKings and download the app now and use code JOMBOY when you sign up. You can bet on a bunch of specials. We have JOMBOY specials. The Kuiper gets bet on. Um, you know, bet on the overs and the unders and have some fun. They're also doing what's their promo. There's no better place to get in all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. Um, you just choose a fighter, and if your choice wins, you cash $55. Wow. Mm. How about that? Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JOMBOY when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out. For new users, by offering them a chance to win $50 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's go to standout performances. Standout performance. Trev, you're batting leadoff. Who is your standout performance? I am going quality over quantity here. I'm going with my guy, Jacob Nottingham, and I kind of have to explain this. His transaction page is a mess. Now, he was with the Brewers in spring training. Uh, gets activated off the 10-day IL on April 22nd. 
Well, then on April 22nd, they also designate him for assignment. They take him off the roster. The Mariners, six days later, claim him off waivers and activate him two days later on April 30th. He's there for two days. The Mariners designate him for assignment May 1st. And then guess what happens? The Brewers trade for him on May 2nd. He makes his start on May 2nd, gets four at-bats. First game of the season, hits two homers. It's When you were going up and down like that, on rosters, off rosters, two different teams, it's a lot of travel. It's a, it's a big headache. You're doubting yourself. You're wondering if you're ever going to be back in the majors again. This guy gets to start. In a losing effort, sure, but he hits the two homers. He's got to be feeling really good about himself. And hopefully, hopefully, this leads to some more playing time. The note I had was the weight of two Jake Storialis are off his shoulders now. And maybe he can just go and establish himself. But great job, Jacob Nottingham. Two homers, first game of the year. Crazy transaction, Page. I'm really happy for him. That's a nice feeling. So he was with the Brewers? With the Brewers. They released him. Released him. The Mariners picked him up. Yes. He never played for the Mariners, though. Was there for a couple days. But didn't get any action? No action. And then the Brewers had some injuries happen. Obviously, they've been pretty banged up. And they're like, we need this guy back. And they trade Traded for him. for him back. And so put him in the lineup Mariners, right away. Mariners just got a whatever they got in return from the Brewers. They just, I mean, it's probably not a lot, but they got something. Well, quiche. How about that? Yeah. How Look, about good that? Good guy, too. So I'm happy for him. Good guy. You know him. He's a Cali guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he was at all the California Strong stuff. And he, yeah, he rose with he's that crew. Uh, I think Yelich was having him around. Uh, he worked out with them this offseason, so I got I popped in there a few times and saw him. Big boy. Nice hair, kind of good-looking dude. Two homers. Good for him. Oh, Trav, he's a Valley guy. Yeah. Redlands High School? That's not – He's no, he's not like a, a Valley Valley guy. Redlands is not, not – I think that's Valley. NorCal. No, it's – Redlands is NorCal. It's not NorCal. Easy California girls. Well, it's not. It's, it's 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 west of Riverside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for him, Nottingham. Congrats. Nice, nice little story there for you. Two hits, two homers. Jake, who's your standout? Yeah, I was gonna Nottingham. He was eyeing him for a potential award, but he deserved it. Trev, good job. Stand out, Thank dude. You. I'm going with a dude who I think there's a fun conversation around him and the year he's having. I'm going with KB Chris. Bryant of your Chicago Cubs. He has a little three for five with two homers in the the absolute insane game the other day, the one the Reds won in the walk-off, 13 to 12. Uh, Castellanos, I mean, he had five hits, and you could have penciled him in. But (laughs) KB gets it because of the storyline. Chris Bryant is your National League leader in home runs, doubles, Slugging OPS plus in a contract year, baby. He's basically split time between third base and the outfield this year. The Cubbies off to a slow start like we've talked about a little bit. They welcome the Dodgers this upcoming series. So, Chris Bryant's been killing it. Good for him. Contract year. Another guy, man, you look at the baseball reference, and it's it's not the image of Chris Bryant that I think a lot of us have in our heads. I mean, dude's got the M- an MVP in the bag. Uh, OPS right around 900, 282, 381 on base kind of guy. Um, 
I do think I think defensively at third base, I think the numbers come in pretty bleh. Uh, but I think you could stick him in left field, and this dude, this dude's got another half of his career coming up that I think could be really nice. He's coming up towards a payday at the end of this year. Is he on the trade block? We'll see how the rest of the Cubs year continues. But a good for Chris Bryant, Trev. I know when I came out with my third baseman list, he was one of the guys you were most disappointed in me in because this dude does have an MVP in the bag. I think the funny thing is, if you listed him as a left fielder, he might be a top three left fielder, and that might surprise some people. It's a little bit because of the left fielder depth in this league, but Chris Bryant's a stud, man. And think about this, leading in home runs and doubles. My dude is mashing right now. And so now I'm kind of starting to get near you guys where if if the Cubs' wheels start to fall apart... I can get some Chris Bryant dreams going on. Well, all you need is Bryce mm. Harper to say, go get me my best friend. They got Real Muto back. You just public, mm. publicly say, bomb's not cutting it. BBD shouldn't Ooh. have drafted us. I need Chris Bryant. C- couple things here. I can't believe you didn't mention, you were on his baseball reference page, and you didn't mention his high school's name. Okay. Bonanza yeah. High School. It's good. Excellent name for a high school. What's their mascot, you think? The Bonanza. Gold. Gotta be bananas. The, bananas, the yeah. Bonanza Gold Rush. Yeah, we, uh, we so uh, Rosie and I on our IG live show, uh, we talked about this today. So, is he going to be playing at Wrigley, you know, come July? And I said, absolutely not. And then we started talking about, um, where he could end up. I think a lot of people talked about Braves during the offseason. Want to hear a team that we came up with, surprise team that could make a run at this guy? Like a mercenary type thing. They have him for half a season. Bengals, the Bonanza Bengals. Yes, I'm interested, Can- Oh, Bonanza Bengals, nice. Uh, like the that. Kansas City Royals. Mm. Currently atop the AL Central. They have wiggle room in their payroll. It's not going to cost a lot. You know, how many prospects is it really going to take to prime from the Cubs right now? I think there's a chance where they go ahead and say, look, the AL Central's a mess. We're ahead right now. Make a little push right here. Dayton Moore, go get your guy. I like that. I'm interested. I'm interested. You got to give me like three more weeks, and then I think we're officially on like who's going to be shopped list. You know, because that's where we ran into with the the Tigers. Jose Urena is having like a decent start. His first six starts or five starts. He's like performing. And he's cheap as shit. He's going to be cost like $1.5 million. So he, some team's going to just pick, you know, some teams pick up, like they pick up a stud pitcher and then they pick up a backup pitcher at the deadline as well, just like at eight innings and maybe he's good. Like Jose Reyes is a cheap option there. So I'm interested to that thought process. Middle of May, we start looking at, you know, who, who, who could be traded. And Cubbies, their schedule. So they've got three versus the Dodgers. You got to survive that. Even one, I think you're okay. You host the Pirates for three, and then the Indians for two, Tigers for three, and then you get the Pirates again after that. So, you know, still early. Get things clicking a little more. You're back up to 500. You're in the race for everything, but be careful. These next couple weeks, Chris Bryant season. His eyes are too nice, Mm. too piercing. My standout performer. Trevor already mentioned this. Max Scherzer, complete game. Nine innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts. He took the shutout into the ninth inning and then got clipped for a home run, so he doesn't get the complete game shutout, complete game one hitter. What makes it amazing is that his wife uh, gave birth to their third child right after the game. He didn't even do, like, interviews or press conferences. He just kind of got off the mound. In my head, he didn't get out of his uniform, and he's in the 
hospital yes. uh, spikes on still, like a scene out of a movie, and I love it. Probably not what happened, but it's his 12th career complete game, um, and it's his third child. And he had 21 of 31 first pitch strikes, so he kind of knew, like, let me get this over with. I got a, I got a kid coming. Yeah. Man, you know, like, it's such a special moment. I know it's his third kid, so, you know, definitely the first time's like, it's like you're part of a, I don't know, like an, it seems like an alien's being born. You don't know what to expect. Third, third kid, you know what to expect. I have this vision of him, Jim, also in his uniform, and there's no real beds for like the husband to sleep on. They give you like a little fold-out couch most places. I had a really nice room in Minnesota for when Teddy was born. Still not a great night's sleep. I just have Max Scherzer like, I just threw a complete game, uh, nine strikeouts. I'm worth five hundred zillion dollars and he's sleeping on this like little pull-out couch in his uniform very funny visual for me love it i like that i always laugh when they show pictures from like uh presidents of the past like doing like a big meeting and you think it's some secretive big club and then they're just sitting on like folding chairs and a folding table at some empty conference room at the local <laughs> hotel and you're like what that big ass meeting about the war didn't happen in like a cool place like no it was just Conference room B at the Hyatt. It's available. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Trevor's favorite segment of the entire show. Trump watch. BBD, who are we adding? Well, guys, there's a few interesting players. I had some of the guys I got on the list that were like the biggest overs of the week. Might not actually be good, but that's for you guys to determine after. Daniel Vogelbach goes 0 for 10, 4Ks on the week. Jorge Soler, similar story, Ooh. 0 for 10. A couple walks mixed in at least. And we get to some more fun names, which isn't fun for this segment, but Evan Longoria goes 0 for 8, 6Ks. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's a no Save longo. after. There's a no longo rule. Seattle, Ty France, 0 for 11, 3 walks, 5Ks. I, his name didn't stick out to me, and then I was like, well, he's one of the big offers. He's having a great year, so yeah. it like, really stuck out. Okay. Now, Shohei Otani, 1 for 11 on the series. Mm. The first at-bat of the series, he homered, and he's 0 for since. And it was against Seattle, where you expect the Angels to go out, because that's what they usually do there. Jose Abreu, 0 for 9. Two hit by pitches, so that's just ouch. Mm. And a walk, 5Ks. Okay. All right. Let's see. So we got some new additions. Now, the rules are only five people can be on. And we have five people that were still on from last year, Ian Happ. Ian Happ went four for ten and hit a huge home run and then got injured. He got uh, bruised ribs. He's doing all right. I was texting with him. He's doing good. But he's off. Like, obviously, he's off slump He's off. Yeah. Like, great performance by him. So, I'm so happy for him to be off. Easy. That clears up spot. Also, J.D. Martinez, shame mm-hmm. to flame. He mm-hmm. has a 417 batting average this series, 563. He's kind of been doing this. Uh, he has five hits, two home runs, five RBIs. That was the last. He's off. J.D. Tied for the league lead in homers. J.D.'s still doing it, man. Well off. Dom Smith, part of a lot of action today or this weekend. And a good series. Uh, five for 13 with two RB, two doubles, RBI. He's off, so we're clearing it. And the five we kept on, three of them earned their way off. Reset. Now, the two that are still around, Max Muncy. He went 0 for 10 with three walks. 
It's I think one. it's one for ten. I, right. I mistyped there. but One for ten with three walks, kind of Gosh. what he's been doing. I'm keeping him on because I'm just so interested to keep watching this happen. Mm-hmm. And Lindor, and he's staying on mm. because it's getting loud. Yeah. Because uh, if they didn't sign him to an extension, this would be so loud. I'm actually, it's better that they did because if you remember, you traded for him and like it's only this year. But, and they're just doing it too much. Every time he got up, A Rod's like, is this a signature moment? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, guys. So those signature moment, A Rod, stop. Those, uh, those Buster only interviews about your smile and your matching glove ain't as fun when you ain't hitting. Yeah. So and you're in New York and you're playing for the Mets and Mets fans York. are no offense, but actually, yeah, offense. Vicious. Mets fans are miserable. Yes. They're the they're the they come at me the most and they're very let's just say they're aggressive on Twitter. They're a cat in the corner at all. That's their that's their like status quo. Yeah. They're just their first move is to scratch and hiss. It is. It is. I've been ratioed by Mets Twitter before, so that's fun. They come in hot. Yeah. Uh, go Mets, go. So, I would like, I'll choose one. I'd like to add Otani because he's been doing it with the bat, and I like Otani. And he did, his first hit came first, and then he went over. So, again, we're just watching out. Like, yeah. hey, maybe this might lead to something, maybe not. But I'd like to add Otani to the list. Now, there's two more spots open, so you guys can pick and choose who you want out of these guys. Let's see. So, there's interesting, but I feel like he's kind of a streaky guy. In general, I could be wrong about that. That's just it, the impression I have in my head. And just his numbers then, on the year aren't like crazy. Like he might just he's just kind of not been good all month. I'm I'm okay with with keeping it at three. Then Dor, Muncy, and Otani is a nice little list right there that we can keep we an eye on. We have five, nice and Trevor. These are the goddamn. Do we have rules. to have five. Yeah. Have to yeah. Don't make me five. put Longo on there. Yeah. After Longo, we, if you put Longo after, on there, I'm 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 out. We put, just put, instituted the no Longo rule. We're putting Jose Thank Abreu you. on there. The guy won the MVP last year. O for nine. White Sox have been winning, but they haven't kind of fully hit the switch. Yet, give me Jose Abreu on give, there. Give, give it, put Ty France on. He he went from having a three twenty five yeah. batting average is down to two sixty nine now. Ty, Ty goes to the runner. Abreu and Ty France. So that's who we're left with: Lindor, Muncy, Otani, Jose Abreu, uh, Ty France. Abreu, Ty France. I like it. Done. We're just Good. watching out now. Lindor, he's slumping. He's, he's kind of. We're still watching because we're interested. Max Muncy. We don't even know if he's slumping. He's just playing his game, and it's weird. So yeah. we do have some some interesting things going on in Slump Watch here. By, by next series, it might have to become a Max Muncy watch as its own thing. Like Yeah, like and, and, and already and, half is. And but. Lindor might get himself off Slump Watch because like, it's just a we're not, We don't need to watch anymore. We're not like, watching it for a Slump But I'm still kind of interested. Someone reminded a, us, Jake, that in the first year of this show in 2019, they said if you were on three, weeks in a row, three episodes in a row, you just role. got the boot. But I forget if we... People remember our show better than me. We make rules. Yeah. No longer. Um, wh- hey, Will in the chat says, shout out to Danny Jansen, catcher for the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. ending in 0 for 35. I didn't even know who's going on. That's tough. That sucks. Good for him, though. He well, you know, he's got to play the Yankees, and he'll be fine. You got young, sexy Kirk. Yeah. I was going to say, benefits mm. a little from Kirk getting and Kirk good got hurt there. Mm. All right, Trev, can you uh, read off? The the hottest players, the Enfuego. Mm. After I play yeah. the soundbite, will we play for Enfuego? Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. 
like Waco. Do you know that song, Trev? Do you know what that is? Um, I know who Dirt Nasty is, but I don't like. I don't know his music really. It's about as good as that. Which is strange. I I know him. He's like a he's in like been in the Hollywood scene forever. So. Yeah. yeah. Simon Rex, I believe, is his name. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who you got, Trev? Well, Rymel Tapia of Jake's Rocks, right? That's the Tapia we're talking about. Eight for 12, four runs, three RBIs. And as Jimmy put in the notes for the National League recap, eight singles. Yeah, it surprised me. Which is awesome because he's fast, too. You'd think some of those singles he might just stretch into a double. No, yeah. he didn't want to. Wasn't feeling it. Not into it. Then Alex Kirilov will go into this a little bit more later. Four for 12. I don't want to go into it at all, actually. Wait for my uh, award here. Teaser. Uh, Chris Bryant, we talked about already. He went gangbusters. And then my guy, Kiner Falefa, he was struggling a little bit, I believe, at the at the beginning of the season. He goes seven for 15, three Jimmy Jacks, four RBIs, two walks. And Jimmy, just for good measure, he added the triple in there. I know you love triples. Trevor Story, six for 15, two homers, two doubles, a triple, three walks, five RBIs, and a stolen base. He did hurt his hand, a pinky or something like that? No, it wasn't a pinky. A finger though finger. so we'll see what happens with that shout out maybe a little foreshadowing is that still happening yep yep still going on do we want to announce it right now i'm lost trevor story future friend oh yeah yeah look out for that in yeah. a couple weeks look out for that in a couple weeks andrew benintendi to end this little segment which i love the infuego segment's my favorite Six for 11, two homers, two RBIs, and four runs. That's four or 545 with a 1.091 OPS. And that's who's in Fuego. Mm. Good job, guys. A lot of hitters started going this freakend. I know the chat, everyone yelling for their guy, J Ram. I know Pollock had a, mm. your guy Pollock had a eight ribby day. Couple, nothing like eight ribeye steaks in one day, huh? Billy Ripkin. But uh, yeah, you know, that's the list. Hey, chat, we usually have more, but we usually have a researcher doing this stuff for us, okay? We didn't have it this time. We're a little light on the Infuegos, but you guys know. You know. What do you like? What is the chat like? They like slugging. Castellanos, Pollock. They like OPS. Josh Harrison. We got him. Kirk only played two games, but they were real good. Conforto, people asking for Conforto. Oh, no. He's 10th on the list in OPS, so he's not there. Boo. People get mad when we don't mention their favorite players, and it's just a lot it's of players tough. to mention. There's Sometimes a lot we of miss guys. thousands of players, man. Longoria. Mm. I usually just go games over the weekend, OPS. Choose the top guys. Mitch Haniger. John Means. We love what's the John Means pod? Means. John Means well. Ooh, you know, Dan, producer Dan will probably be mad at me if we don't mention Aaron Judge. Aaron, big big Did AJ not. getting it going. He's 15th in yeah. OPS. Watch so we're out. Good. We're good. Yeah. Two Watch homers, out. eight RBIs. Who had the most RBIs? Kirloff and Pollock tied. Caught stealing leader on the weekend, Benintendi. Mm. And Victor Robles. Cool. All right. Let's go to awards. <laughs> Trevor, you get to go first. Wow. All right, here we go. I'm giving out the Trust the Process Award. And this one's going out to Alex Kirilov. Going into April 29th, 
His batting average was 176. Would you say that's good, Jake, or bad? And be uh, honest, Jake, don't talk out your butt right now. I'm not. I'm new to the sport. It's bad. It's bad. 176 is bad. That's below uh, the Mendoza line, mm. which is 200. But his expected batting average was 365, meaning he was hitting the ball hard. He just wasn't finding any holes. But when you're young, in your mind, results matter. And it's hard to have the mindset of trusting the process but i believe he has some good mentors there that said hey keep doing what you're doing it's gonna come it's gonna come and then mm. kansas city comes into town and all he does is go four for 12 four homers nine ribbies it raises his ops plus over league average to 103 the sky is the limit and much like me after a long day with the kids he's ready for takeoff mm. if you know what i mean this guy is a stud and when you don't get those early results, a lot of the young guys can go down into the depths and start thinking, hey, I got to change something. I got to change something. But he didn't do it. He stayed within himself. Now he's getting the results. And I think once you get that confidence, you're, you're, you're here, you have some bats under your belt, you know that you can play in the big leagues because you're getting the results, he's going to take off. The guy's, the guy's a banger. So trust the process award, Alex Kirilov. Let's go, baby. I'll see you in June. I like it. I didn't know he was such a serious fellow. How old is he? They say he doesn't smile, and they said they're, like, working mm -hmm. like working on trying to get him to smile. Like, they were <laughs> holding his face up in the dugout. So he's uh, he's an intense guy? Or just, just a, I, is he a Kluber guy? Like a DJ LeMayhew guy? Yes. Okay. He's a Pittsburgh guy. You know, they're just... Oh, so he's an angry person? Salt to the earth. Blue collar. Salt to the earth. Okay. How old is he? 23? Man. Smile, Alex. Good. You can tell in his if you go to his baseball reference page, the the picture of him, he is smiling, but it's like they had to tell him to smile. Yeah, I mean, forget. I, I didn't know if he was not smiling because um, he was slumping or if that's who he is. But I was reading it, and they were saying like that's kind of who he is. He's just a serious guy. Just quiet, reserved. Yeah. Okay. I'll break him out of his shell come June. I'll get in there a little bit. Do that. Do that. Jake? Touch him. Do you have an award you're giving out? Kirilov and Pat McAfee from the same town in high school, so opposite personalities. Wow. That? Yes. Rust Belt. How about that? Love Pat McAfee. America. He follows me on Twitter. My bad. Whoops. Okay. Flexing on him. I Pat McAfee follows me, too. I am giving out. Whoops. Jake? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Pat? Do you follow him? I do. Okay, I don't. So he's a follow for follow guy. Um, <laughs> I am giving out a prestigious award of some sort. Um, just followed Pat McAfee. We'll let you know when he follows back. <laughs> I am giving back the Win Your Name Back Award. Oh, wow. You've been saying that you wanted to do this for a long Win time. Your name back. Award. Jake, uh, he's trying to start a petition for them to keep the name Indians. I guess here we go. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 Jimmy. You say if that's they win, they should right. get to keep it? That's, that's I, uh, inappropriate. I've seen the documents. That's inappropriate. You haven't seen any documents. Okay. I don't have documents on my computer. Don't think I have Word. Um,. Couple years ago, if I mentioned to you a starting pitcher that had the name Corbin, 
you guys would have said, oh, you know, was he on my snakes at the time? Did he just sign that big contract with the Nationals? You'd be talking about Patrick Corbin. The guy this year, another guy who's been my guy, Corbin Burns. He's been nasty. Got nasty last year, was nasty this year. Got hurt recently. We'll see him back soon. Patrick Corbin ended a 10-game losing streak his last start. 10 games. Patrick Corbin got the big money. And we're talking about the Nationals this episode. They got back to 500. One of his wins in that series. And man, he said he changed some stuff in the delivery. Who knows? But when you're on a 10-game non-heater, a.k.a. the Storielli, that's a bad feeling. So Patty gets one back in the win column. And if these Nationals want to make some noise... That's got to be a big part of that. That's supposed to be their whole thing. I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, that's supposed to be kind of the the heart of that team, especially financially. So Pat gets one back in the win column. Uh, The numbers are still kind of gross. The baseball savant's pretty gross. I'm hoping that whatever changes he made helped him out and he can find that slider that helped make him so dynamic. But uh, go win that name back. Go get your Corbin on, man. Yeah, his, his his baseball. I was looking at his baseball spot the other day. It's interesting because slider actually he throws the slider the most. It's been all right. His uh, third and fourth pitch are just getting hammered. If he throws the two seamer or the changeup, I mean they have a one dot slugging both of them. Like, is that tipping? What is that? I have to. I'd have to see. I mean, he's, they're crazy. He's got a 455 batting average against his sinker, a 556 batting average against his changeup, uh, and then the and then when they get hit, they just get slugged to hell. It's like uh, this is third and fourth most. Straight. Yeah, he lost a little juice on a couple of his pitches, uh, so I think that's that's a partial factor on it. Um, I don't I don't know. He said he worked on some things. That slider's always been there. His his baseball savant, even in 2019, when you know he was still Patrick Corbin, who was lighting it up. You know he had a couple elite things: his whiff percentage and chase rate. The other stuff was pretty low. His curve spin was second percentile. His barrel percentage thirteenth. Max exit velo eight. So Patrick Corbin was his own pitcher, and I I think he can find a way to do that again. Or I hope so, because man, they they gave him the big bills and. You know, on Yankees Twitter, the Yankees wanted that guy big time. And if if things start going south, a couple Yankee fans are going to do some freezing cold takes type stuff. Win your name back, dude. Win it back. Beat up Burns. The, um, the bowling alley that I used to go to my, that my parents um, were in a league at. What was it called? It called Corbin, Corbin Bowl. That's cool. So win your name back, Corbin. Corbin Bowl, huh? Mm. Looks mm-hmm. looks like a cool place. Trev, what's your highest bowling score ever? Mm. Mm. Low twos. Nothing. I haven't really done like a high two game. I think two twenty something, two twenty three is that's what the number in my head is. But I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Sure. A couple good games. I'm more of like a, I think I averaged one eighty five in a league that I bowled in. I wasn't a great bowler. That's pretty good, Trev. Yeah. You sit down on yourself. Corbin Bowl's like vintage Ventura Boulevard bowling alley, yeah. huh? These pictures That's of it right, are cool. Yeah. Real deal. Yeah. 215 is my highest. Whoops. 
Yeah. Are you a two-hander? No. Hey, that's a thing. That's that's like people, that's what they do now. Yeah. People wear rec specs as well. But you spin, it's like, it's like spin rate thing in bowling now. The two hands, you get the whole like thing. Yeah, if you're not on... Jake, if you, Jake if you, if you, hasn't if you, seen that. He's not in the bowling circuit. I, I know what you're talking about. I if you know do the, the if, guy that started it, the Australian that came over and started spinning it with two hands. So don't bring that smoke over here. I just oh. don't think oh, rec no. specs should be compared to that. I think some people need those. Um, context well, exists. Bowling, yeah, some people... It's like, like oh, belly putter. Belly putter. Better comparison? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, better, better. I like that. Okay. I am giving out the stop. Stop. Award. Stop. 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 And it goes. S T A W P? It's actually from the start of a dirt nasty song that Jake and I used to laugh about in college. He starts like rapping like for real. And his producer, Andre Legacy, in the booth just goes, Stop. 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 Take a hit of this. Stop. Uh, Goes to Alvarado and Amir Garrett and any other pitcher around. Like, Stop. We cannot have the benches clear after strikeouts. And Trev, you've poisoned my damn brain, man. You've poisoned my brain. Strikeouts, we're in a we're in a year and a time in baseball where the most common out is the strikeout, basically. Like a ground out, fly ball, strikeout. The strikeout's the most common. So what was the Yankees Tigers strikeouts? Oh this my series? god, dude. The Tigers struck out fifty three percent. Fifty three percent of their outs in the three game set came via strikeout. So mm-hmm. home runs are very rare. Strikeouts are the most common result of an at bat right now. So I understand if it's a big inning, bases loaded, or or go ahead run or tying run at third or whatever, and you end the inning. With a strikeout, fist pump, celebrate, celebrate you with your team. But Amir Garrett, motherfucking Rizzo, and just screaming in his face after a middle-of-the-inning strikeout in a game that he's losing, what are we doing? It's like pitchers are hearing, like, bat flips are cool. Celebrating's cool. It's allowed now. So they're like, okay, I'm going to do it too. And then they're just, like, so off base. Like, wait, hold up, though. You did it for something kind of common, and you, instead of celebrating yourself, you just talk shit to a really respected veteran in the game. And, you know, we were talking pre-show about this, and it's a really good point. Some people are like, baseball's soft, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. In any sport, in any workplace, in any anywhere, if anyone does what Amir Garrett did to Rizzo, it starts a confrontation. You cannot just walk up to someone and scream, this is my fucking house, motherfucker, fuck you. Like, what are you doing? That's literally a starting house fight start. Isn't And like Amir Garrett's like, oh, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me. I'm bad. It's like, dude, no, you're not. You're not just celebrating you. You're taunting, antagonizing, and shit-talking another player in the middle of an inning after getting a very common result. Strike out the side or something. I don't know. It just feels so off and untrue and like Bauer doing the sword stuff and all that like maybe it's like cringy at times or funny at times but it's not hokey maybe it's hokey campy it's not like straight up disrespectful or taunting it's in good fun so I think people are seeing this and some people just it hasn't clicked 
No, that's different. Alvarado doing it to Dom Smith when Dom Smith is walking away with his back turned. Like, and that one has, you know, they each have their beasts, but like, dude, it's a strikeout in the middle of the game. The inning's not even over. It just, that's not true. So everyone's saying that like, you know, baseball's soft. Like, no, 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 no. That starts a fight literally anywhere. Nowhere can a man walk up to you and motherfuck you and it doesn't start a confrontation. <laughs> so just stop. Please. Yeah. The Amir one is interesting because it does seem like he he talks to himself a lot to pump himself up. And like I don't know when that started. You know, like I get that like maybe that's what he does now. I'm curious, like when did that start? When did when was the first time Amir Garrett started motherfucking himself on the mound to get pumped up? I'm curious about that. But yeah, like you said, just wasn't the right time. And then like you don't have to do it towards anybody. Like why? Like Rizzo wasn't saying anything. He's walking back to that. Don't do it towards him. If you want to do it with your boys on your team, go but ahead. He's also talking do it to yourself. at Rizzo. That's what I'm saying. He's talking at Rizzo for no reason. Rizzo's walking back to the dugout. That's the strange part for me. I get it. If you want to be emotional, that's how you get pumped up. I think it's cringy as hell, but you do you, right? But 11 ERA, weird moment in the game not really a big moment lefty lefty like Rizzo's you know he's gonna strike out a lot against lefties especially a guy that throws a lot of sliders like that's just a thing and like you're saying Jim it's not that rare to strike somebody out so I don't know man I whenever I talk about this people call me a boomer and say I'm not with the new age game and stuff but let me tell you something I texted a bunch of people throughout the game and I talked to you guys about a few of them. I didn't mention the other guys I talked to as well. The general consensus around all the players that I talked to was like, same thing you're saying, like, stop, bro. Like, there needs to be some feel. That was one of the main uh, words that kept getting thrown around. The lack of feel right now in the game. Everyone's just going wild. And there's no, there's no boundaries whatsoever. I think there needs to be some boundaries. You want to have fun and celebrate and have kids watching the game and I think celebrations are fun, but like shit talking for no reason. That's just, it's a lack of feel. And I, I think we're still, it's still new and guys don't know the line. And that's, you know, think about it. We're, we're what, two, three years removed from having this discussion, but about bat flips. And like, is it well, a bat flip? I don't know, man. And it's like, oh, wait. They're hitting a home run, and it's not to show up the pitcher. It's to celebrate doing one of the hardest things to do in sports. And, yeah, again, think about where we draw lines. If you homer and you bat flip and you point to your dugout and you say, let's go, boys, yeah, that's perfect. If you bat flip, you homer, you bat flip, and you point to the pitcher and you say, MF this, MF that, then you're the bad guy. (laughs) And that's what the pitchers haven't figured out yet. Uh, like, I want you to celebrate. I want you to have fun. I want, if you're an intense guy like Amir Gare, who clearly needs to fire himself up and, like, talk that shit. Talk that shit to yourself and, like, you know, s- celebrate and be a part of it with your teammates. He also, you know? he walked up to Rizzo before the at-bat, too, and said something. Yeah, I mean... He's an intense guy. You know, I, I love the energy, and I want him to bottle that up and use it like he does, but use it for your teammates. Or, you know, if you if you punch a guy out, turn around and, and yell at your shortstop. Like, that MFer can't touch me. What's he doing? Like, that's still cool. Sure. That's good. If that's how you got to operate, good. But, 
like Jim, where you started this and the whole conversation, like the whole thing is showing people up. And there's no reason to do that um, unless there's some pre-beef and there's there's other stuff tied to it. And, you know, if Anthony Rizzo had smack-talked you, you know, last year and said, that guy throws junk, he can't get me out, and then you punch him, sure, now we're getting into storylines and all that. But, like you're saying, it's Anthony Rizzo. It's, you know, the, the guy that ESPN... St- stands up straight and says, how good is that Frederick highlight? And it's like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it's also as plain Jane as it gets. He's just yelling a guy's name. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The pitchers still don't have it figured out, and like Trev says, they're a little soft. I uh, They're soft on a lot but, of levels. Dude, I don't – but the thing is, it, it's also just like, dude, you faced one batter, you struck out – one batter, like in the grand scheme of the game, and your team's losing, and it's one batter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean shit. It's strikeouts are the most common thing. So I, I just, I just think the feel, like Trev saying, is so off. It, it'd be like a guy coming off the bench in the last five minutes of a basketball game, hit, hitting a three. And it's his first possession of the game, and then scree- and his team's losing, and he just turns to the. Defender and is like, you can't fucking touch me. And like, dude, you just got in the game. Yeah. You hit one three. We're winning. Like, what? You know, it's the Cubs aren't completely innocent in all this. Like, they're they're a very chirpy team as well. So like, there's there's chirping going right. on. So this isn't just like an isolated thing where he just did it out of nowhere. It was. It seemed like that in 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 the game. It was an isolated thing, but they they chirp. So maybe he heard something that he didn't like before. Maybe we don't know the full story, but. The overall theme of it is, yeah, like a little bit lack of feel. And then if you're a teammate of a guy that's constantly causing confrontations, which, you know, I think Amir Garrett can be labeled as that. He causes a lot of confrontations. The only thing you're thinking is like, bro, really? Like, I don't want to like go in and brawl because you can't control your emotions and then I might get sucker punched or even if nobody gets hurt, I get fined, I get thrown out of the game, and I got to lose money because you can't control your emotions. And then the next game, a batter might get hit by a Cubs pitcher, and it's, and it's surely not going to be Amir Garrett standing up at the plate. Those are all the things he's going to have to answer to his own teammates about. Because, like I said, when when he gave him that moniker, the, the big dick swinging, bat-flipping motherfuckers, that was a lot of cussing. I'm sorry for the kids listening. I said it's exhausting to have that mindset all year. Okay, so like it's only the beginning of May, and I bet people are tired of it already. I'm curious to see, you know, if there are going to be some talks in that clubhouse being like, hey, bro, like we got a long season. Like, let's just chill it. Let's just take it back a few steps here. And Trev, kind of, like you said there, I, the comparison that works for me, because there was a time in my life where I was a douchey bro, is like, you know, everyone's got their buddy, you, you one or two guys who's kind of a hothead. And, you know, the, the first, you know, the first time they're at a bar and they're, that guy fucking, that guy talked junk to me and he, he's a, and he pushed me and, you know, he gets into a fight and whatever happens and you're like, wow, that was pretty crazy. Second time you're like, man, like I'm, I'm just trying to go out and, you know, have a good time, have some drinks. Like, I, I can't really do this. I mean, after this, if it happens again, now you're a liability. Like, we don't want to go out with you. And that's kind yeah. of the Reds dugout right now. Like, hey, man, like, if you're intense and it's a good game and someone starts something, we got your back. But, like, 
You know, every outing from your lefty reliever. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Comes in for two batters. It's just not the role. It's just, it's just not the role. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, anyway, uh, I feel bad for Moose because he is the bouncer. Peacemaker. I was going to say the same he's, thing, Jim. He's always on the front lines. He's incredible. Uh, he was there with Yachty apologizing for Castellanos. He was there with Javi. Apologizing for Amir Garrett. Every time you see it, you can read his lips. He goes, I know, I know, man. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. You can like just see him saying that. It's it's crazy. Every every dust up, there's Moose. Yeah. Calming it down. Yeah. Handling the peace. <laughs> I love it, man. He's also Hauser's bouncer when Hauser's throwing up on the mound. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. He's taking care of people. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Pat in the chat saying but for real though, they gotta be sick of that. Saying BBD is <laughs> BBD is the Amir Garrett of John Boy Media. I did see BBD wow. once walk past Kyle and just middle finger him right in the face the whole time once. That was good. Yeah, that was just, that was just the moment was right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I picked my spots. Uh, yeah. All right. So I wanted to have that conversation. So my award is stop. Pitching. Celebrate. Uh, celebrate whatever you want, but don't antagonize and taunt, especially when one strikeout in the middle of an inning. Need one of those one of those yes or no like charts that goes down and it's like, should you celebrate? Like, yes. Okay. Are you making fun of an opponent? Like, no, bad. Are you celebrating with your teammates? Yeah. Are you cursing out an opponent? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Um, all right. We got L- oh, who's the best friend of the week? Our best friend this week is AJ Pollock. Uh, almost got his way onto Enfuego. He goes three for six with two homers and eight RBIs Sunday on the series. He went five for eighteen, a one dot one 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 OPS, mm. nine ribbies, three homers across the whole weekend. Nice job, AJ Pollock. Good job, AJ eight ribby day. What was your biggest ribby day, Trev? You get a four or fiver out there? Oh, for sure. I don't know what my biggest one okay. is. I don't know. But definitely, I definitely had four. If I mean, hit a grand slam before, right. Bea, you know, a couple right, of them. Right. I'd say probably five. I don't know if I had six or seven. I'm not sure. Okay. BBD's on it. Get on it. Let's go to elevator talk. Are you ready? If you find yourself stuck in an elevator with a guy or a gal wearing the hat of this team, we'll give you some instant fodder to talk about with them. Come on. The team we are talking about today is the Miami Marlins. A fish with arms down there in Miami. Jake, what were you saying? The run differential is bad? So, yeah, you'd say you get in the elevator with the Marlins fan. You're like, what's up, man? You know, tough series with the Nats. But, you know, we're the only team in division with a positive run differential. These other teams are just skating by. We're we're doing it. Um, And then the guy's like, yeah, all right. Okay. Cool. No, it's a sign of things to come. It's like the Pythagorean theorem or whatever. You say, like, well, hasn't mm-hmm. Jesus Aguilar gotten two awards? I'm talking baseball? Talking baseball's award section? He really has, huh? What do you got on this uh, Jazz Chisholm kid? Ooh. 10-day IL. Yeah, definitely talk about Jazz, yeah. Mentioned he's on the IL. He's super cool, though. And it's like almost like a, uh, a Rob and Big type relationship that they like have. That. Jazz and Jesus. Ooh, check this like out. That. Miami. Jesus. Miami has... Sounds like a good weekend for me. Seven of their next ten games are against the Diamondbacks. 
And fishes don't do good in the desert. Mm. Unless they find an oasis, which BBD likes. It's been talking about. God, I don't think fish. I don't think fishes is used that way. We're just gonna say fish. fish. No, like fishies is. Fishies is okay. I'm okay with okay. fishies. Appreciate that. Anything else on? You can say that. You can say Miami's been pitching well. One nineteen ERA plus. Um, that's that's good for one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the league. Mm. They're pitching the ball. They haven't really been hitting the ball. They're second to last in the league in OPS plus, even with Jazz and Jesus going off. You can say Corey Dickerson's had one of the quietest, pretty solid MLB careers you'll see. I mean, 824 OPS over nine seasons, and you're like, okay, Corey Dickerson. You can also say, hey, I know this isn't about the Miami Marlins, but on May 3rd of 2015, Trevor Plouffe had his most RBIs in a single game when the Twins beat the White Sox 13-3. to and Trevor Plowfey went three for five with five RBIs, two runs scored. He hit one home run. Mm. He also had two five RBI games in the minors, Trev. Mm. In, 20, oh in 2010, gosh, you, you had a three wow. for five at the Red Sox affiliate, and you beat up on Yankees AAA team in 08. Grand slam off John Danks. Remember Ooh. that? I do. First career Grand Slam. The night after my grandfather died, I left to go to his funeral a few days later. Wow. It's kind of like the Max Scherzer birth story, but sad. Hey, last thing on the Marlins. We got to talk about Trevor Rogers. Yeah, my boy. Absolute stud. If you want to go and say, hey, what do we got? Drafting the first round of 2017 out of New Mexico. Mm. He's coming up and he's been doing really well. 191 ERA this year. Go, Trevor. Go, Trevor's. Just had his worst start of the year, and it's not even bad. Five innings pitched, three in runs. Not even bad. See you guys. Love you. Jake sucks. Eli gets a shout-out for something. I don't know what it was. Oh, he had it in the chat. I did not lose Robbie Ray went 6.2. Sorry, Blue Jays. Bye, Dom.